into positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, no, no. Jake Flores. This is Pod Damn America, a podcast for idiots. Anders Lee is here. Anders Lee here. Alex Patak is here. Hi, I'm Alex. I'm Jake's friend. Thanks for listening to the show. Let me tell you about my day yesterday. Um, right off the bat, I am out of jail. I'm at home with Kate and the kittens. I'm uh, not terribly injured. Uh, could have been worse. Um, I don't know. Let's start from the beginning. So the Black Lives Matter events are happening all over Brooklyn and essentially what, right. Sorry. All over everywhere. Right. (laughs) Uh, essentially what's going on is that people are showing up to protest. The police are showing up and like drawing these imaginary lines the first one I went to, they brought out the RoboCop voice that was like, attention, citizens. And this is how they say it. It's all backwards. They say, you will not be arrested if you don't stand here. Right. And then that way they, it's a riddle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they force, they force everyone to stand there. They say, okay, we're shutting this down. And then they just start forcing you out. They say, wow, you're, you're violating the rules we set up. It's complete fucking bullshit. And that's when the pepper spray and the fucking mace and the billy clubs and shit start coming out. And, um, you know, that happened the other night at Barclays. That was when uh, that van got lit on fire afterwards. And I yeah, think that was, was by uh, Prospect Gardens, right? Uh, Fort Green. Fort Green. Yeah. So a lot of the neighborhoods in Brooklyn are just like, take two nice words. <laughs> that's a street. <laughs> yeah. Sunset Park. Bushwick. Bushwick, yeah. Coney um, Island. <laughs> you want to list any more? That's all the neighborhoods of Brooklyn. Actually, we ran out. Green Point. <laughs> <laughs> They're all like this. You can say them all like this. So, <laughs> Sizzle I, Castle. <laughs> not a real thing. Yeah, uh, the find that find which one. Bed Stuy. <laughs> Which is yeah, they did that to Bed Stuy because that's actually two really long words. This is and they had to, and and this is why we're out there in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've been living in this dichotomy for too long. <laughs> we want single syllable neighborhood names. Okay, so, <laughs> um, so I think there was kind of an understanding that you know this is probably going to continue. There's continued actions. Everyone's on the same page, right? So I went out yesterday to support and talking about like the why here is a really important part of the story because there is this stupid propaganda. They're pushing through the goddamn libs right now that it's, a, you know, this would be a nonviolent protest except for, you know, people like me, essentially, you know, right. White uh, extremists. <laughs> yeah. And paid by the Kremlin. 
It's very convenient for them to try to divide and conquer here because you need white people at this shit. They serve a purpose. You're a fucking wall. You stand in the front while the cops push the line. I mean, they, it's like a fucking battle, dude. It is the closest thing to some Game of Thrones shit I've ever seen in my fucking life. Um, and there weren't, an, honestly, there were not enough white people out there. There was mostly black people. It was fucking crazy. And I don't know if that was, you know, I don't know why that was. I worried it was because this fucking propaganda. But also, you know, there were people just out everywhere. And no one knew specifically that this intersection was going to be one of the ones that blew up real hard. Was um, it, is it just because it was a Flatbush protest and that's who lives there? It, I mean, that's definitely part of it. Um, and yeah, actually, you know what? I think it might be part of it because I started off, I'm staying in Park Slope right now. I started off, I went out on my bike and the reason I took my bike is, um, because, you know, I, I wanted to be in the wall, but I also wanted to, uh, just take footage because that's obviously a problem for the police. All of this happened when people started filming what they were doing. And this is what this whole thing catalyzed back in the, you know, back at the start of smartphones and right. when they started killing people. Brett Erickson, this comedian, has this great joke. He's uh, talking about how everyone young talks about eating ass, all these young comedians. He's like, eating ass is like police brutality. It's been around forever. There's just cameras on it now. Like, stops acting. Mm. It's a new thing. <laughs> Very funny, right? Very um, intellectual. You know, and like, as much as people want to, you know, go off on that, like, posting is not praxis thing or whatever, like, you're just fucking tweeting. I stole a blue check mark from journalism as a concept, all right? I trolled them. I got one. People have to see my shit. Celebrities follow me and see my shit. I'm trying to fucking help, you know, with that. And it's a thing that I have. So I figure, you know, I'll go out and I'll just fucking take some, take as much video as I can, take some pictures, you know, fucking uh, throw a few jokes in there, try and lighten things up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but that was kind of the, the main tack. Although I got kind of compelled to, you know, to help in a physical way but before i got to where shit was really going down i stopped at grand army plaza which is closer to a neighborhood that white people live in and there was white shit going down out there there you know there were a lot of black people and they were you know standing in front of the police line and one thing that i saw so much of it was so fucking compelling was like you know young black people just yelling at the black cops and asking them like why are you on that side of the line and you would see all the other cops like you know fucking pat the guy on the shoulder and stuff and it would suck them back in and you know you can get a little peek of like i don't know just what's going on there mm-hmm. and but at grand army plaza like first there was just this like british guy just going off about how like all lives matter or whatever and like I'm here to support, you know, but like all blue lives also matter and stuff. And he was just, you know, he's just getting fucking yelled at right. rightfully. So by this young black guy, I took a video of it. I asked him, Hey, can I tweet this? He thought it was funny. He was also like, he was hilarious. He's a fucking crazy person. Um, I don't know why anyone thought bringing that guy was necessary, but sure. Yeah. Well, I th- he brought himself, you know, he was like, he had some I don't stupid know. I think fucking it's some, idea. I think it's some Royal crown infiltration <laughs> using our British uh, allies in their skills for elocution to, they, they think they're going <laughs> to sway people with the, the charm of the British accents. And I guess, yeah, 
That would work on the libs because they love right. being yelled at by British people. Like, <laughs> as soon as they weaponize Harry Potter against the protesters, we lose, you know? Right. Right. They love NATO. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> then after that, like, this fucking woman, <sighs> man, this is kind of complicated, but, like, you know, this, this white woman, or actually, I mean, self-described, you know, light-skinned Latina, but, like, you know, white passing, like me, like, took it upon herself to start, you know, like, yelling stuff. And at first it was like, come get a mask. And that's good. You should do that, you know? But then it's like, it turned kind of sanctimonious where then she just started. The reason I know exactly, like, her ethnic identity is because she told everyone. And we were like, I was like, what the fuck are you, like, why are you doing a podcast about your life right now? Because she was, her point was like, and white people don't understand that we, you know, white passing Latinos are also affected by shit and like listen i'm the first person that agrees with you but why are you yelling this at a bunch of black people <laughs> during a protest or whatever it was really fucking weird and then i started to lose my patience with her and then eventually she just started going and you people gentrifying this neighborhood how many non-profits do you donate to <laughs> and like, oh my god i was like oh my god like liberals are out here and they're you know this is this is them in riot mode like yelling at people that they need to you know support non-profit organizations and shit it was really right. weird um so i just kind of laughed at her and i kept moving and i hopped on my bike and i went down through prospect park to uh this the other corner of prospect park which is like near flatbush like ocean avenue and parkside because that's where the event was the day before mm -hmm. um or earlier and it's all fucking blur and I got down there and people were saying fucking uh, Bedford and Snyder or Bedford and Church Avenue actually is where it got pushed to. They were like, shit's going down. Fucking, you know, go down there, right? So I showed up and like the first thing I saw was I hate this so much. It was a, it literally a dumpster on fire. And like mm. the reason I hate that is not because I love trash. You saw 2016. Right, yeah, because I was like, God, <laughs> this is like the photo, like when people take those iconic photos. Oh, no. Oh, Jake, you uh, dropped out for a second there. You should repeat what you, what you were saying. iconic photos. Right, well. Oh, no, you're still dropped out. <laughs> I'm going to hit pause on the recording. Okay, uh, we were. I was at the dumpster fire part, right? So, like, I was looking at this dumpster. I was like, "This is gonna be like on the cover of Time magazine." It sucks so fucking hard, you know. This is like just a bit that people still do. Mm hmm. Well, they keep happening. They're relevant every time. True. Uh oh. Did <laughs> we lose Jake again? <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I, sorry, we, the call got dropped a bunch of times. We were talking about this goddamn dumpster fire. My point being, it was like a bad omen. It was like, you know, 2016 again, like nothing has changed. It, this is what people joked about back then. And it wasn't fucking funny then, you know, like when you see a blood moon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like in uh, Zelda, I, I knew something bad was about to go down. I was going to have to fight a, a Boko blend or something. Mm -hmm. So 
this happened, you know, and the cops were squared up in front of this fucking gas station and there was a barricade in the middle of the street and everything was pretty much just just a detente for a little while and like dude everything (laughs) every once in a while like a fucking bus would show up and everyone would cheer because the city buses are hard on the side of the protesters um because they're all you know like working class people of color and shit but also because the sean was talking about this on twitter the other day fucking uh bus drivers in new york have like a great union that goes far back and so they're able to show solidarity really hard and know that they won't have any repercussions because i don't know you'd have to ask him about it but like the way he was explaining it like cops are even a little bit scared of that union like they know not to do anything you know (laughs) why (laughs) (laughs) what could you what could the bus drivers union possibly do to you i think it might go back to like mob connections and shit like that but i don't okay. know okay hmm. that's actually make, pretty cool yeah it's pretty cool i want to ask him about it but um it, dude it was like i mean goddamn, like to see a bus like that show up and everyone just cheer i think the bus driver got out of the fucking bus and got up on the roof and shit it was nice. fucking tight um yeah i mean god it was really it they're so interesting because it's it's the fucking people that the cops are pretending that this is about you know showing up and in protest them right and so like everything was turning into this this thing where they're just squaring up and you know taking out their clubs and shit and people are in the front yelling at them and stuff and then every once in a while they would just break and they would just start attacking people and i, I know they do that shit first they would just fucking like i watched a guy i got it on film i have a thread going last night i think the majority report retweeted some of it um if you want to see it it's like probably on their feed i've tweeted a million times since this but um i saw a cop run into a crowd of people just grab a woman like like you know i don't like in a cartoon or something just picked her up over his fucking head ran back out with her fucking 10 cops jumped on this woman they did all the you know knee on the neck shit and i we all thought you know they might fucking kill that person and you know, they handcuffed her, picked her up, dragged her off. They did this to a couple other people. And, yeah, then people started throwing bottles and shit and trash at them. And, I mean... Somebody, did, you, did you feel like they were more aggressive Saturday than Friday? Um, I don't know. I, I asked the wrong person because I didn't really get into the shit the first day. Um. But it seemed like everyone knew what the deal was. Like, they showed up planning to do that shit. And they were mm-hmm. joking about it later and stuff. Like, they, they, this, they, they know what's going on, you know? So, it turns into this thing where they start pushing the barricade. Like, those big orange construction things you see in the street that they use to, like, make a little, you know, sidewalk when there's yeah. construction. They start pushing those, like, at protesters and try to push the line back essentially you know and uh it got it it was weird it was in an intersection so it was going really hard in one direction and i was standing in not that part of the the intersection um but then it for some reason the momentum just pushed back towards us and so they formed this fucking line and like they would do this shit where like they would all just stand there and square up 
And then like one cop would just break like a fucking linebacker, like straight at you. It's the scariest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life, honestly. Like maybe one of the fucking most terrifying things ever because you know everyone knows these people fucking kill people you know Mm -hmm. and like they're covered in like a foot of armor all over their bodies it was like visually scary yeah and you know they would come they would push people try to grab anyone they could everyone would retreat you know backwards a little bit but the whole point is to hold the fucking line and so yeah after those cops did this you know they'd fall back you see them laughing with each other and shit and, um, you know, and I mean, like, the one guy almost ran me down the first time was, like, a black cop. It was really weird, but, you know, it's fucking, it's, it's everyone against blue, you know? And um, I had my bike, right? Because I came out there to take footage, and uh, when I found myself in that situation, I, you know, I remember the white wall thing, and everyone was yelling, white allies to the front, and all that shit. And so I turned it sideways and basically was using it to hold a barricade because there were people you know, and these things are loosely organized. It's not like a fucking, there's a, the head of the protest or whatever, but there were, you know, some people take a charge, some black people, and they were saying like, hold the line. Like, this is the whole point, you know? Um, and also, so this, this thing they're trying to push about white agitators, I can tell you fucking firsthand, okay? It, like, this, there were people in the protest arguing with each other about whether we should throw shit at the cops, whether we should hold the line, or whether we should retreat, and that argument was not along color lines or gender lines or anything. That is just a fucking unanswerable question about this thing. No one really knows what to do because it's completely fucking meaningless if you don't fight back at all. But if you fight back a lot, shit's going to start going down, right? But, like, this has to happen. So, you know, essentially, this is when I noticed there weren't enough white people because the, the wall was pretty thin, and the whole point of it was to hold up a barricade while these dudes were throwing shit at the cops and listen you know i i don't want to romanticize this too much but these young men out there i mean they're protecting their community you know and it's fucking cool like it's brave you know and they were dude one guy i'll tell you this as an ex-fireworks salesman he brought the good (laughs) (laughs) he was throwing like mortar shells into these cops and like no like the kinds that okay so uh, a mortar shell is like the tube you get with the long fuse. You uh, light it, and then it flies up into the air, like out of a cannon. And that's what, mm. like, the iconic image of fireworks. You know, the big uh, Corona thing. The fucking yeah, the Wiley e. Coyote firework. Yes. So usually that's up in the sky, but if you throw it at someone on the ground, it's fucking cool because it that shit just flies everywhere in that like shape, out in like a radius or whatever. So. This dude was throwing that shit directly into the cops, spooking the shit out of them. It was great. Fuck those people, you know? And, um, you know, people were, like, turning over trash cans and stuff to just create barricade, to create, you know, a situation where they couldn't just bum rush everyone. And uh, so I was using my bike by holding it horizontally and, you know, just trying to slow shit up whenever they fucking came at us. So shield bike. Yeah, <laughs> bike shield. I didn't invent this. It's a I thing. Mean, cops are doing that too. They they uh, there's a cop. I I forget what city it was. Who was just like um, charging people with his his bike. I think it was in Atlanta. Right. The ancient Spartans actually used to they do they would take their bikes, hold them out in front, and then the guy behind you would put his bike over your head and make a bike wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like uh, the Battle of the Bastards with those huge shields. Right, but with bikes. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. The bike cop, by the way, is my arch nemesis. We haven't figured this out yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and like, <laughs> I, know, I, I want to, I'm waiting to hear what happens to the bike. It's so funny because I have this thing of just like, I've just had a million bikes stolen. And I have all these crazy stories about them. If anyone listening doesn't know this, I had a bike stolen. I fucking stole it back. It was like a whole thing, right? Just a weird recurring theme in my life. And I brought that bike out there knowing what, like I'm probably gonna lose this. It was a this and this was the bike that you stole back. No, this wasn't it. This oh, is a different okay. one. Okay. This is the that one bike is long gone. No, no, actually, I have that at home. It's oh, just a. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's just kind of a piece of shit, so I don't use it much anymore. Just beat right. to death. It's on the wall. You know what I mean? It's the idea of the thing. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, I mean, I, 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 I did not go out there going, you know, being precious about my bicycle. I was prepared to lose everything, man, because. You know, that's your fucking job is to protect other people. And also knew, you know, on some level, I could get coronavirus from getting arrested. But we'll get to that later. So, you know, doing this barricade thing. And then they really, really start to charge people. And so people started just fucking making beelines backwards. That clip you saw of me running, that was when that happened. Like, because I was holding it. So I wasn't on it. And I went, oh, shit, I got to turn around and walk right. this thing. And then... You know, it is confusing I, from the video because it looks like why is Jake walking with the bike? He should get on the bike. Right. Mm. Well, everything was so like shit was going down so hard that I was doing calculus in my head and going, do I have enough time to stop and get on this bike? Or am I going to try to pull some fucking cowboy shit and like jump onto this thing from the side? But I don't know how to do that and if i dude, fucked you would have looked so fucking cool if you pulled that off on camera yeah but dude but if i fucked it up man i would have had <laughs> cops jump on me like with my legs wrapped up in my bike i could have really fucked my shit up you know so mm. what happened is i got far enough back to where eventually i got a little bit of space and i got on the damn thing and i started biking away from the cops but there was this there was this white shirt cop who was um that's like they're uh you know the guys who uh raise all the other white walkers or whatever it's right, the white, white shirt cop is like the the orc with the hand on his face yeah he's like the mini boss or whatever has higher you know hp than them and shit <laughs> uh also white white shirts is what the cops call those people like they they have their own yeah. lingo and shit they so, have a bike on their front and back when <laughs> when they would push when they would grab somebody and all fucking jump on them, the white shirt would come out and start warning everyone else, don't come try to save your friend. Like, fuck you, back off, right? And so that white shirt saw me, I think, doing the bike barricade thing. And when I was biking away, posing no threat at all, at one point, I was fucking pedaling hard. And I was like, why am I not going that fast? Why do I feel like I'm being slowed down? And I realized this cop had grabbed my shirt, right? And was like trying to fucking unstabilize me and throw me off of my bike and it was starting to work and i looked back and she yeah check <gasps> that out Lady oh enemy. my god <laughs> this story is full of twists <laughs> yeah <laughs> she, she was trying to take me down right it was uh, this old black lady cop and uh <laughs> and you know the real enemy uh women right so <laughs> so i could tell she was trying to suck me back into like the wall uh, of cops okay trying to and, never mind I, <laughs> yeah. shut up uh she you know the idea was they were gonna try to pull me back like into the fray so they could jump on me and i realized what was happening and then that's i did some action movie shit i don't want to you know i'm not gonna fucking be humble about this this is what happened 
I fucking came up over my handlebars and was able to land on my feet, keep running, throw the bike backwards. And then this woman fell down in front of me and I fucking hit my head, palm on the ground, grabbed her by the arm, got up all in like a second. And I turned back and I swear to God, dude, I saw my bike disappear into just like white walkers, just like a wall of fucking cops. And I knew it was goodbye forever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I still had a helmet on, right? <laughs> right. So now yeah. you look like a real, you know, you look like an instigator from this yeah. point on because it looks like no bike you right. went in with a helmet like like when you see like patriot prayer or yeah. people who just go hit people with a flag they're just wearing a helmet yeah i think i looked like a fucking proud boy how they look like uh the first part of a fallout game where you don't have all the right gear and shit uh, <laughs> i but i you know but honestly dude i dodged a couple bricks and shit and i was like well i'm not gonna take this helmet off like shit's really going down you know i mean it, honestly I don't always wear my helmet when I'm biking and uh, now I'm going to wear my helmet all the time, just no matter what I'm doing, <laughs> because it's, I think it saved my life. Right. Um, that is an interesting, if you wear a helmet while you're biking, it makes you more of uh, a wimp theoretically. But then when you wear it, when you're not biking, that's kind of badass. You get tougher. You get yeah. tougher that way. It makes you a patriot. I say that as someone country. who wears a helmet. Yeah, you should. <laughs> um, so then I'm running, right? And like this is just this just mob of cops is coming after us. And I started to think, fuck, like every once in a while things will die down, you know, and you can kind of get back. And at this point, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna leave. Like I, you know, I don't have my fucking tools to do this shit. And uh and like I kind of promised Kate I wouldn't get arrested and uh you know mm -hmm. <laughs> so i was like I, this is now when i should morally like kind of take off because i don't want to become a coronavirus vector and stuff and um but i was exhausted so like i ducked down into a metro station and uh used that curvy mirror to look out for cops oh right. sick that's yeah. a great use of that mirror <laughs> yeah i, I mean they could... my curvy mirror <laughs> <laughs> i mean they would have been able to see me too in theory but anyway i waited until they died down a little bit and then i went back up and i took a pass and i didn't really see it and i was like okay it's fucking gone i did see sid my ex-girlfriend who is a like street medic um fucking in action i saw her you know stitching up some guy's arm after he got there's a lot to do yesterday yeah um i said hi you know good to see you uh shout and, out to uh, nyc dsa medics yes my fucking homies man um and so then i i you know i started walking back with the group and trying to figure out okay like where do i even exit do i go down a side street or whatever and just getting my bearings on me and um i had a backup battery for my phone so i connected it with the the like the iphone wire thing but it's all big fucking you know hunko it's a big rig at that point so i was holding it in my right hand just the whole thing just so i didn't like have you know the wires hanging out of my pockets and bullshit um get caught on something or whatever you know so i got this all this shit in my hand and i'm just sort of like looking around trying to figure out how to make my next move and you know then the cycle starts all over and the cops start squaring up and getting ready to to move and this young black dude next to me threw a bottle into the cops right and we were kind of up on the sidewalk and they looked at us and i was wearing that fucking helmet 
and I turned right when I should have turned left. I turned into the wall, and so I was like, okay, like, you know, I guess my instincts were like hug the wall or something, but the cops came at us so fast. Right, that, uh, and you were wearing a golden helmet. Yeah. And- Just to be clear for the listener. <laughs> <laughs> So that dude got away and I turned and I realized that a cop had gotten past me like to where the people were and I was surrounded and I felt like I started to keep talking about white walkers from the bad season of game of Thrones. But you remember that one when they surround the white Walker, like I felt like that, like I was like, Oh shit, every direction, like there's nowhere to go. And me and this cop linked eyes and they fucking jumped on me dude like 10 fucking people it, from that point out it like the sky went black and it was just all that weird cheap like uh walmart blue vest material that their fucking uniforms are made from mm, right it's all over the place and shit and uh they slammed me on the ground but i was wearing a helmet right so i didn't get <laughs> fucked up that bad they tased me while this was happening, but they were already beating shit out of me so hard that, like, while all the stuff was happening, instead of, like, it really sticking out that much, I was just like, oh, that also feels like a taser. Like, it wasn't really that. You're right. Did you, you break know? any, like, bones or anything? Yeah, how are no. you doing physically? How's the bod? I, you know, I knew I was going to feel like shit the next day. Like, I was so amped up from the adrenaline that, uh, yeah, that I, I was like, I'm fine. I'm going to really be hurting you know, right. the next morning. I may have um, been minorly tased. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I think, honestly, the most damage came just from the fucking handcuffs because I have a fucked up wrist and uh, they don't give a fuck, right? No. So, so they jumped on me. They fucking tased me. Um, they did this shit where they go, you know, give me your arm and they're like on top of your arm, you know? And they're they just turn into this weird passive aggressive like well why don't you just give me your arm then thing and you're like right what <laughs> you know why don't you stop hitting yourself yeah <laughs> why don't you stop hitting yourself cops do not understand the physics of arms it's insane it's like you, know, you had one job thing you know mm-hmm. so eventually i'm like it's an ad for arms you open an email and it says cops hate him (laughs) it's goro so So, eventually i'm like i'm like yo i didn't do anything i'm just yelling i don't even know why i was yelling that like they don't give a shit um (laughs) (laughs) yeah by that point they're just there to take their anger out on you (laughs) and i was able to get my arm out behind I, it was like oh they want me to put it behind me so they can put it on the other handcuff put it on there and then they pulled me up and they start walking me back like away from the direction that everything was moving but up the street so there's still little patches of people and stuff and uh i saw a group of uh protesters say you know hey who are you what's your name you know and i was like well i have this podcast called pod damn america the patreon is only five dollars you know i'm just kidding but i like yeah i was like you split a plug in here <laughs> no 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 no. <laughs> no 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 i told him who i was and it occurred to me man, i was like i felt so bad because like oh by the way i forgot to mention this when they tackled me my phone flew the fuck out of my hand i was like oh goodbye to that too and and mm. now i don't have a way of contacting anyone in the jail because you don't get like a quarter anymore and like the payphone really they just give you your smartphone back but i didn't have it right so i was like fuck 
and I felt really bad because I wasn't supposed to go to jail and you know Kate thought I was gonna come home in like 20 minutes or some shit right so I went oh wait a minute if you yell medic someone I know will show up fucking just tell Sid right uh and then she'll know who to tell right right and, avoid making your girlfriend mad by calling for your ex-girlfriend yeah uh i think all of my ex-girlfriends all coordinated last night to right. help they, bail me out of jail. <laughs> one of them <laughs> tweeted the photo <laughs> <laughs> right right, right. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah they're a block ex-girlfriend right. block <laughs> <laughs> they all have to dress the same but it's because i have a type you know this is like that picture that goes around on the internet of uh all the hidden labor that you receive through your television and your phone and stuff you know and there's like a servant scrubbing a guy a white guy in a chair <laughs> but it's just you covered in ex-girlfriends <laughs> yeah. i am now declaring the girlfriends of jake flores the ex-girlfriends to be a terrorist organization <laughs> uh hey pal you're right about that one. All right. So it's <laughs> pretty close to your Nancy Pelosi voice. I don't know <laughs> why was. she switched sides on us, but I didn't have time to. Hey, well, that was Nancy Pelosi, actually. She's in charge of woman law. Th that's right. Yes. <laughs> so, man, and honestly, like this moment when I realized I was going to jail was the scariest moment of this whole fuck thing because the tombs are a COVID sentence right now. If you go to Rikers or the big holding centers in like downtown Brooklyn, I think you're going to get coronavirus. So I was like, I am going to get coronavirus. But like part of me was like, I was probably going to, I'm going to, it's just this weird thing about coronavirus where you're just like, when am I going to get it? You know? Right. Um, well, weren't you a little worried you got it when you were tackled by 10 cops? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Especially because the cops won't put on fucking masks. It's crazy. And they all have it. <laughs> yeah. you, would they all... They would, you would think they would put on masks because they're, they're already starting to protect their badge numbers because they're getting, you know, identified for doing fucked up shit. But, like, I guess yeah. it's just a strength thing. They, they it's an intimidation see. thing, I think. It's the same reason Trump won't wear it because it feels like you're a pussy for some reason. Right. I don't like get it. Like wearing a helmet on your bike. It's honestly, yeah, it's like that. Listen, cops, if you wear your masks, I'll wear my helmet when I ride a bicycle. <laughs> your job shouldn't exist. Okay, so I, I'm getting dragged off. Um, I did get recognized by someone in the, in the crowd. That was pretty cool. Um, shout out to that person. And uh, yeah, and then they started walking me off to like a precinct, right? And you know, the cops started doing their dumbass cop jokes. Somebody yelled like, hey, what did that guy do? And one of the cops is like, I didn't run fast enough. And I said to one of the cops, like, people were, like, trying to get me freed. They were like, let him go. Let him go and we'll go home, which I appreciate a lot, you know. He has an important podcast. <laughs> right. Because I yelled medic, someone was like, he's an essential worker. Like, they thought I was another medic. And I was just like. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, yeah, why yeah, not? I'm at the I, hospital. <laughs> <laughs> i'll lie about my job you out of this situation i'm the president like just whatever the fuck <laughs> i'm actually the, a cop you know <laughs> so i start they start dragging me off walking me through uh south brooklyn to like precinct 66 or some shit and i uh yeah i was like hey man like i fucking really don't want to get coronavirus and one of the cops is just like, ha, it's not that bad. I already had it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I love how they're always on brand. 
Yeah, they're idiots. They're so <laughs> fucking dumb, dude. And they took us into this precinct, and then they said, it's really full. You're probably going to get class C's and get cut loose. And I was like, great. Okay, I'm not going to the tombs. And that's why I started to feel a little bit better. And But what they do when they arrest you is they run your license. And if you have warrants out then you go to jail and that's what happened to me a lot of the times i've been arrested is just that because like you know i mean this cops used to sit in front of my old job and just it's on a one-way street but it's like on a corner so like no one gives a shit every delivery driver in new york goes up one-way streets the wrong way you're a bike you just move around shit it's an understood norm it's like jaywalking it's Mm -hmm. technically illegal but in practice it's a norm right so they would just sit there and just wait sometimes to catch people doing that by hiding behind shit. And then you'd get a ticket for it. And if you were strapped for cash and you couldn't pay it, it turns into a warrant. And then you're in the system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? That's how that shit works. It happened to me all the fucking time. And it would eat up all the money I was making working back when I was a lot broker, you know? And uh, so I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is how I go down. But I think they took money for those warrants out of my stimulus so cool like fine whatever yeah people are getting stimulus checks with like nothing in them and i was supposed to get money back on my taxes and they took it all out so the cop ran my shit and i looked at him and i was like how's it look and he was just like oh you're fine i was like okay all right i'm gonna get cut loose but don't the cops at the station hate you because you went to the anti-cop rally right okay so it's weird because in my group, there was like me, there was a white lady, and there was three black guys. And as soon as we got into the precinct, they all just changed like their tone immediately. Like the cops. It was really weird. And they're like, you know, black. Some of them are black, right? Right. right. And they... <laughs> hey, just, thank you for doing this. Yeah. <laughs> somebody has to. <laughs> <laughs> That's when they started just like with this shit where they were like, hey, we don't want to be here either. You know, no one more than us doesn't want this to be happening. And I didn't want to be like the annoying person who's just speaking to them i've done that a lot in my life and like honestly i've given up on trying to reason with cops at this point in my life yeah but also there was this guy next to me this big tall dude with dreadlocks who started kind of having a little discourse with the black police officer that was in charge of everything and he was pretty smart and i figured i'm gonna let this guy like handle this i also think he knew who i was because i mentioned my bike i (laughs) i asked him if you know, if there's any shot, any ch- chance in hell of me getting my bike back, everyone laughed. The people that were getting arrested, the cops, everyone laughed at me. I'm laughing and, now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, okay. That was a dumb question. I felt really bad, though, for the guy behind me because there was a another dude who was black who was just working for Grubhub. And they said that they threw him off of his bike. And he was like, I have a delivery, like, right now. Like, I, the app is still on. You took my bike. That's how I make my money. Please just tell me where my bike is going to be. That guy, you know, is a more serious version of what I'm talking about. They took his fucking livelihood. I felt really bad for him. So this dude. Did he ask after you asked or it was pretty obvious? 
I asked after he asked. I went, oh, yeah, I'll be too, like after that or whatever. So this dude, I, the, guy, the guy on the left of me, I think he knew who I was because when I mentioned my bike was gone, he went, oh, you're that capo. And I was like, is he saying the thing that Jews call each other or is he saying chapo? And I didn't know and I still don't know because I did not want. Maybe he meant like in the, in the mob, like right, you're, the you're a don. I don't know, but he like it was when I said that I tweeted that my bike got stolen after it got sucked up into the cops. Yes, I pulled out my phone in the middle of all this to make a joke. Right? What are you gonna do? Um, I That's why you that. went. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think he might have seen that on Twitter or something. Like, yeah, I can't tell because he kept going like, "Oh, I know who you are," kind of like, but I don't mm-hmm. know if he meant it figuratively or literally. So. Then I was like, oh, God, okay, here's another fucking possible way I could go down in this is if, like, A, if any of that Homeland Security shit is still attached to my file, I don't know if it'll show up in, like, a police thing, but that's, you know, police are known for taking people into back rooms and shit like that. That could happen. Or the other thing is, if they Google me, they might think that I had sex with a mentally disabled woman because of all that <laughs> shit right. the Cumtown subreddit keeps putting on the internet about me, right? And, you know, cops love to... That's, like, part of their mentality is, like, I'm fighting on behalf of the children. Right. The, you know, cops love right. to make these, like, long Facebook post, posts where it's like, man, if I ever got in the same room as a pedophile, you know what I mean? Like, shit like that. Yeah. The justified... The human anger. traffickers... That they think they also love fucking up. looking people up, man. It's their favorite thing. Right. I got out of a ticket like, last ass. summer because I told them I had a podcast or something. Did you tell them what the podcast was about? Well, they looked up the Dragon Ball Z one. Oh, good, good, good. So dodged a bullet there. But there is a picture of a cop, I think, being killed on the cover sometimes. So I was worried. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, man. Luckily, though, I think cops are very, like, social media illiterate, which came up. So they tell us the precinct's full. We have to throw you in a paddy wagon, go to another precinct. And it's my understanding from what I learned after I got out that people weren't getting sent to the tombs. Maybe they were, but the the main thing that everyone knew, all the lawyers knew, is that they were getting people, a lot of people were getting sent in mass to police Plaza one, whatever the fuck that is. I think it's in Manhattan. Right. That's the one downtown. Yeah. It's not great. The Plaza. Like there's, you would definitely get COVID over there. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't know what the rules are for who gets sent there and who gets sent to these smaller precincts. But this dude next to me, kind of did it was really interesting he knew like the processing you know uh, details and he was making every time something would happen he would go all right that's bad that means that you know we might get sent to whatever um and you know they throw us in this paddy wagon and they just drive in this big circle around brooklyn but while we're in the paddy wagon this dude keeps talking to them and he's just like this is when i i really kind of just came to the conclusion that like these people are in a cult like the cops because he starts asking them about you know why you're doing this and what do you think happened to you know how do you, how do you feel about george floyd the whole reason mm-hmm. this is all happening and the cops were saying you don't understand when these things happen there are usually two sides of the argument but we all agree that what happened to george floyd was terrible right 
And we're like, okay, well then what, the, why are you doing that? And he's like, the cop starts explaining, well, there's a hierarchy within the police. Like we just have to do what we're told. You, you know, you want to change people's minds. You got to talk to our bosses and their bosses and it goes all the way up or whatever. We're just following orders. Right. And <laughs> we don't have the thetans. Yeah, it's fucking Scientology shit. They're just like, you know, I'd have to make the butter today or whatever for the group food storage or some shit. They completely uh, divorced themselves from any, right? Um, what do you call it? Like just any connection to it, any responsibility. Right. They, you take your like whole personality out of it, which is why the job is the problem, right? Like if you're a new socialist, this is the first thing you wrap your mind around is that cops aren't bad because they're shitheads. They just are bad and shitheads. Yeah. The job is bad. <laughs> they tell you to crack 10 heads. You go crack 10 heads. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about that in the paddy wagon and I was talking to telling this cop. I had a cop who it seemed like he was a rookie. Like I had one of the funny ones, you know, uh, like one of the little wiener guys and you know he wasn't very intimidating so i just kind of got a casual conversation with him a little bit and i was just like man i just wish your job didn't exist and you just were like a construction worker like you were telling me you were before this or whatever the fuck or a nurse or whatever and uh he just kind of seemed like huh and that was it that was kind of the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> uh, they gave me a gun for this though yeah <laughs> and dude started dude next to me started talking to them about what happened with george floyd and he's like well the, the police started saying usually you don't understand usually something like this happens that person gets fired immediately and we're both like what do you mean like none of you ever get fired <laughs> like you kill people cops kill people and don't get fired you know or he was saying and you should be fired for yeah. murder <laughs> He was also talking about the white supremacist stuff and the racist stuff. And he was saying, oh, cop gets, you know, caught being racist or whatever. They get fucking fired and investigated or whatever. And we're all just <laughs> oh, like, yeah. I know that's not true. <laughs> but the, all, the cops were also saying, you know, listen, like, we don't know why you're protesting us. That was the Minneapolis Police Department. <laughs> they divorced yeah, themselves. NYPD is no blood on its hands. Right. <laughs> They're good they guys could not comprehend that this had to do with the concept of cops and not the specific event, which is kind of interesting, I guess, because they this, you know, I guess the thing that stuck with me was the divorcing of everything of them just saying, I don't know. I'm just fucking cog. I stand here. You guys are assholes. Cause uh, you know, we're just doing our jobs and we didn't kill anyone today, I guess. Um, yeah. So, so did you like give up talking to them at that point or, or what? <laughs> Yeah, I was also just really tired and getting kind of depressed about it. And was just like, I'm just going to fucking wait this out. I don't What want time anyone. is this generally? Uh, I think it's about midnight. And maybe like, yeah, I, I think I got out around 1.30. So, so I'd say midnight. Um, okay. Yeah, I didn't. I, fucking, I got lucky. I was not in that long. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I also did not want them to know who I was. And I honestly, like, I didn't want to be the, the white person in the van telling them to donate to nonprofits and shit. This is not my <laughs> fucking place, you know? So, you know, I just chilled, let that guy do his thing, chimed in here and there, but, you know, tried to take a backseat, I guess. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It was really interesting because they just, they just completely, like, they were just cracking jokes and shit. And you could tell, like, they're so amped up in the streets. And then as soon as they get back to, inside the paddy wagon it's they have the air of like the office or something like they're in like a break room they're just like 
chilling, cracking jokes or whatever. Try to crack right. jokes with us, which I fucking hate when cops do that like stuff where they do a kickflip with you and shit. Fucking stupid, right? Hey, out there, I'm a different guy. In the break room, I'm a lot of fun. Because in the streets, dude, it was crazy. You would see them, like, I mean, one thing that was really funny, you could tell there are a lot of small men that, like, take up this job because, you know, they're, they you, to, you get to hurt people. Yeah, and they want to assert their masculinity and shit. So, like, you'd see them, like, just doing that weird thing that, like, insecure guys do where they square up their arms, they start breathing real hard with their cheeks all fucking out and shit and uh you know just like i mean i saw a cop holding his uh baton and just like he looked like a video game character where it's malfunctioning and they're just like like he's like moving around with his arms kind of alternated alternatively and shit it was fucking weird they were amping themselves up as much as everyone else which is you know i don't want to equalize this because they shouldn't fucking be doing this to begin with and they have have way the advantage but it was interesting to see them like kind of scared, but then in the cop car, you know, it's, it's so weird. They just go right back to normal. So then we got into this precinct in sunset park and I, we were, you know, just in line to be processed or whatever. And this woman came in behind us and she was screaming at the cops and she was fucking going off man about what happened to her. And what happened to her is that she yelled at the cops because they abandoned one of their own a black officer and she was telling them you let this guy get away from you you need to protect your person and they responded by smashing her face open with a billy club and she looked like andrew wk dude it was fucked up it was still there it was still bleeding all over her fucking face and she was screaming and the smart guy next to me was going like uh, everyone who's in line behind her is going to have a much longer night than us. He was like, just, <laughs> he, he was right, but I couldn't, like, I was like, man, she's you know, right though. After enough trips to the DMV, just get immune to the, <laughs> get immune to the numbers, man. Yeah, right. See, that's the thing about policing is they're trained to have this mindset or at least project this like air of authority where they can't be questioned on anything like they're not they can't it's trumpist in a way it's like they cannot be challenged or have their logic or anything questioned in any way and if anyone tries to do that you either ignore it or just attack them yeah and so they i mean it was weird because that guy had to divorce himself from the moment too you know all of us just want to get the fuck out of there and also we were all terrified of fucking coronavirus you know and we're getting our arms fucked up from the handcuffs and shit um eventually they let her kind of skip ahead they started saying you know who's injured who's injured and like the guy next to me says you know i got uh pepper sprayed guy after him says i got hit in the head at the the club and uh i said i'm injured of a broken heart i was cracking jokes in there folks <laughs> and they didn't laugh very hard it was that's why i stopped talking too it was like man these fucking jokes aren't landing you know i, I got them bombing and i'm in jail <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got them a few times but then i just was like i don't i don't know i, <laughs> I tried uh, dancing the one time i was arrested i danced in the holding cell and that did uh get a smile out of the woman who was <laughs> holding us yeah. Well, I think it was all worth it then. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
yeah, I mean, at one point, some white woman, this is a really interesting thing, a white woman cop was just talking down to a bunch of black kids, like teenagers, about how they should have stayed home and shit. She was doing, you know, care and shit or whatever. Um, there was a German police officer with the accent and a helmet. Uh-huh. That, that was very <laughs> jarring. Oh, Did he have God. the big fluffy mustache? I might as well have. It was so weird. I was like, man, you, why did you get this job? <laughs> That's such bad branding. There was also a dude next to me who got into a conversation with his officer who was an Eastern European woman. And she was talking to him about how she's like, you guys don't understand. I, I also get it. I've also had struggles in my life, but I just worked hard. When I first came to America, people were mean to me about my accent. And I started laughing and she was like, why are you laughing? And I was like, it's not the same. But then the, honestly, <laughs> the dude was like, oh yeah, no, we're all in this yeah. together and shit. Like he had a better heart about it than me. You know right. what I mean? Being murdered is like having an accent. Yeah, it's not at all, you idiot. <laughs> you're you're going to murder her in the street because she talks like Dracula? It's not going to happen, man. So, yeah, I mean, that's basically kind of where it ends. Like, eventually I got out and, you know, I was just in Sunset Park, but I was on a – I basically – I just had to walk an hour north and then I was at the place I'm staying. And I didn't have my phone or anything, so I, I, I grabbed a fucking – six pack and just walked up the street it's legal ish to drink in new york now and if they right. if they arrested me again i was just gonna be like just kill me you know <laughs> Fuck this, you know dude and you gotta play your odds there because they're all o- across town defending their vans being lit on fire you can probably get drunk in public yeah they didn't give a shit i mean it's, it's been normal like since coronavirus like i mean the p- bars are selling like drinks out the window and shit you know um but anyway yeah i got back and um I'm feeling all right today. I don't think I'm permanently injured other than my wrist is probably more fucked up than it was before. Yeah, but this thing where I can't really do push-ups and shit on it anymore. Like, I think I did nerve damage to it with uh, my handlebars, honestly, just from working on my bike so much. But I'm okay, and I'm just very sore and stuff. But um, I also like want to let people know as much as possible, a lot of people hooked me up with money to replace my shit, and I'm good. Don't send me any more money. Send that shit to Bailout NYC May on Venmo. And don't send it to Bailout NYC. Send it to the one with the word May at the end of it. If you send it to the original one, they'll send you your money back. But, you know, you don't want to make them work anymore. They're already working. So I'll link in the show description, I guess. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm fine. I'm glad to have taken one for the team. And my ultimate takeaway from this is, like, you know, if you want to talk about this white agitator shit, it's not real. I mean, it's not. It's it's happened. You know, I've been at protests before where some fucking a bunch of white people show up and they're they're the ones yelling whose streets our streets and they're making it about them and whatever. And it's annoying, but it's not a defining feature of the situation. But right. it's me, not the problem with the situation, right? And honestly, dude, a young black dude next to me threw that bottle at that cop, and I got taken down for it. And I'm glad to have been done it because the whole point of this shit is to take up space in the system that that dude would have been sucked up into and it would have affected his life a lot more than it would have affected mine. I'm already unhirable. You can't Google me. I have to be a comedian or I'm just homeless or whatever. So I don't fucking care. I'll get arrested as many times as it takes, you know? And yeah, it's just not... Don't listen to these goddamn liberals. There's, I, th- I think... I don't know. I'm not going to quote or cite yet, but there's... 
there's information about this, right? There's we needed to dispel this myth, I guess. What I'm getting at. Right. It's right. being used, even if you know you, who are you know, no matter who you are, if you're on the side of the protesters or whatever against the police, uh, this will impact you negatively because it's been used to delegitimize the movement from a you know in a from a media perspective and legally you know trump today the declared uh, antifa a terrorist organization so this is only going to be bad news for anybody who wants to speak out in any way uh against police right. brutality dude um, if you've been paying your dues to the uh national antifa really just you know check in with your loved ones make sure everything's in order <laughs> the organization yeah. will be reaching out to you shortly Please donate to nonprofits like Antifa. <laughs> but um, yeah, I forgot to mention. But now you bring that up, the cops that arrested me all had counterterrorism uniforms on. So I guess that's what they thought they were doing. Like, in, you know, and what goddamn Antifa out there really it was a bunch of people that lived in the goddamn neighborhood. So that's what they're doing. They're calling you a terrorist. They're defining you legally as a terrorist now for defending your own fucking neighborhood. Right. And it's just, I mean, in Minnesota, right, we've had uh, the governor said the other night that 80% of the protesters were from out of state. Just totally pulled this number out of his ass. It's being reported as fact. It's being shared by liberals in Minnesota as fact. The mayor of St. Paul, a guy who I used to um, rent videos to, has, <laughs> has uh, he said that uh, all of the protesters arrested in St. Paul the other night were from out of state. Total lie. It yeah, was totally lied. made up. Uh, according to him, I mean, he he walked it back, but it doesn't really matter because people don't people aren't going to remember the walk back. They're going to remember the initial statement. And they're also sorry. They're they're also going to not remember the exact details of this. They're just going to think of it as a thing. It's a resentment they're building, and it really really works as a propaganda tactic because I think what's going on here. The reason it's so effective on liberals. Because what it does is get it's it's a really clever way to repackage everything that's going on in a way that that enables liberals to delegitimize the actual protests because the liberal does not want to think of people of color as the people that are agitating right. they you know mythologize martin luther king's pacifism but everyone else in that milieu was not that pacifist and mlk himself wasn't really like all the time. I and mean, it was just right. a particular tack he took. And they don't tell you, like, I mean, Selma is the thing that keeps getting brought up. Like they keep um, sharing that picture of, uh, of Selma and saying, this is a protest. You know, this is not a riot or whatever. It's like, uh, why men, why can't you look like this or whatever? One of those fucking things, you know, a meme. Right. Um, but the thing is Selma broke out into fucking violence. It's, mm -hmm. it's a selective, there's a really selective myth that, I don't know, white pseudo-intellectuals in America like to cling to, which is that somehow we moved past the question of violence in the 60s, and now everyone understands that peaceful protest is the only way to work. And doesn't that seem awfully convenient for the people that don't want to get their shit burned down for this reason? <laughs> right, and also just like how much of that is uh, uh, because you think it's true strategically, and how much of that is because it asks less of you tactically? Yeah, 
All you have to do is go stand there. Oh, it sounds fucking great. No, bitch. Right. I'll make a really clever sign. I'm so good at it. Throw, you have to throw yourself in the front of the line, get fucking tackled by a bunch of homicidal maniacs, and possibly get sent to a poison castle. That's what you have to do if you want to help out. Otherwise, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, it's going to be happening more and more. So props to you, Jake. Uh, yeah. Thanks Thank for you. taking one for the team, man. I'm so glad you're not in jail. I was really worried about you. I am kind of a hero. <laughs> I mean, this shit, and it's not just going to be about, I mean, I'm sure the, the police brutality protests are going to continue, but like with uh, COVID, the, the lack of response with the ensuing economic crisis, like there's going to be a lot of other shit that's going to send people into the streets, you know? So it's time to, Get our priorities straight and um, just stop buying into these essentialist myths about uh, white people be like this, black people be like, like protest like this, you know, it's like a, yeah, it's a hackneyed old stand up act. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it is. It's the guy from the the Simpsons who's miming how uh, white people drive their car. Yeah. Except that's, this is the way they protest or yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with like, you know, this mythologization of this like bernie bro thing about you know everyone who supports left politics is white and racist or whatever completely fucking it's it's complete bullshit right arguing with cornell west what are you doing (laughs) how much uh, of you arguing against bernie bros or against protesters is legitimately out of uh, uh, a racial dishonor you know somebody else committing a race crime and how much is you just being uncomfortable with somebody else taking action yeah you know and honestly though like it's no there is a big conversation that needs to be had in terms of just what is why is all this happening what is the protest what is a riot you know no one can really seem to place that in the fucking paddy wagon either and you know i mean we talked about this with chad in the last episode or whatever but like a big part of like the you know the concept of rioting is it's not what liberals think it is Liberals, I think, understand it as to as to be the protest gone wrong. Like, oh, pro- peaceful yeah. protest would have happened, but then tragically, a riot broke out. Riots, fucking, you know, it's no one went there to start the fucking riot, but if it's gonna happen, it serves a purpose, and that's to show you that the police don't control whether or not there's peace. The people do, and that illustrates the uselessness of the job of police. Like we were talking, this job doesn't need to exist. Hey everybody, it's Alex. That's the end of our episode. Hope you enjoyed it. It's good talking to Jake, who's a little uh, technology-deprived right now, computer and phone-wise. He wanted to say that if you are interested in supporting the protests, send money to at May on Venmo, or find the appropriate bailout fund in your city. Don't don't send us any more cash. Jake is good. Please don't send Jake any more cash. He's a little piggy, and he deserves to be punished. All right, that's it for us. Keep listening for a PSA on protest safety by Channel Zero, the podcast network. And above all, you stay safe out there. All right.
As protests heat up, the Channel Zero Network has some reminders on how to stay safe while out in the streets. Bring buddies and don't let them out of the range of your voice. Write a legal aid number on your body so you can get help if you get arrested. Be sure to know your buddies' legal names and birthdays. You'll need these to help find them if they're arrested. When moving around, walk, don't run. Stick together. Turn off your phone while out in the streets to avoid surveillance of your location and so as not to have your unlocked phone taken by the authorities or other bad actors. Try your best not to stick out in a crowd. Cover up tattoos with clothing or body paint. Cops will use footage from the protest to try to identify you. Wear clothes that are good for moving quickly. Avoid wearing jewelry and wear closed-toed shoes. Wear your mask at all times, even if you're talking to someone, in order to guard yourself against surveillance, COVID-19, pepper spray, and tear gas. Avoid wearing contact lenses. Bring goggles of some kind in case of tear gas or pepper spray. Consider wearing bike helmets as police often cause head injuries with batons and other weapons. Don't take photos or videos of people doing anything illegal or with their faces uncovered. Whenever possible, film the cops, not the protesters. Only put water in your eyes. Don't use milk or baking soda or anything else. Clean water is the safest thing to use at a protest. If possible, bring a water bottle to drink from and a water bottle to flush out the eyes of any comrades who are maced or tear gassed. And white comrades are encouraged to follow the lead of black and brown comrades as they bear the brunt of state brutality. Follow Unicorn Riot and Channel Zero Network member It's Going Down for ongoing updates. The Channel Zero Network sends you all solidarity. Stay safe out there and never stop fighting for a better world.